0: welcome to Wondering Monster America's uh, test table, although my head is not liking these headphones. Although you might notice this is a little bit of a different format. We've done this before. This is Randomly Generated Encounters uh, with me, John Baldersberger. Uh, this is a show where I bring on different creators, uh, people doing cool shit in the, uh, the indie RPG space, and we talk about game design and our projects and all that stuff today with me i have billy blue uh who is in the middle of well not the middle you were in the last few hours
1: that's right yeah the
0: very last few hours of tld rpg yep um
1: which you guys just um played on your uh we did the channel like few days ago. That we was did. a really uh, good session, man.
0: It was a really fun session. Yeah. It's uh I yeah. really enjoyed the system. Uh oh, if you want to watch, you know, if you if you listen to this interview and you think, "Man, I I want to h- watch this in action," uh go back to YouTube or our podcast, check out the vod. Uh, we played Your System TLD using another project that's on Kickstarter called Ziggurat of the Blood God.
1: Yeah, it was a cool uh,
0: double feature. It kicked ass. It was really yeah. cool.
1: I'm glad you guys had a good time. I, I know you guys are a good crew, and every time I've tuned into your your actual plays, they're always a lot of fun. So it was actually a big treat for me just to get you get you guys like playing my system and see you kind of messing with it and having fun with it. So yeah, you know, highly recommended. Thank you, thank you. So it's interesting you brought up
0: uh, wanting monster and you know how we're a good group of people, right? And mm-hmm without tooting our own horns that much uh we have good chemistry and we've played a lot of different games so we can kind of navigate the ups and downs of a broken system yeah Uh, ian doesn't like me to point out when i'm working with the broken system he wants me to play (laughs) nice with people i don't like doing that i hate doing that uh (laughs) so after we hung up uh, after we like closed the live of uh, you, I immediately said like, "All right, well that system rolled. I really like that."
1: Oh, well, thanks, man. So Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I was wondering what you guys really thought of it because I know you yeah. had fun with it, you know. And it it needs a little bit of adjustment here and there, but I feel like my goal was to make a fun system more than anything else. So it's really it, it's really nice for me to see someone having fun with it, you know.
0: Mm. So. I have a specific de- design philosophy. Uh-huh. Uh, if you've ever worked in like game, gang- like uh, video games or mm-hmm. um, uh, app development or anything like that, a common phrase is screw them in the EULA, <laughs> which is the end <laughs> okay. user license agreement. Yeah. And that's sort of my like game design philosophy, where I believe very firmly that um, the best games are ones that kind of lay groundwork and then let players figure out what does what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, TLD, which uh, as Charles pointed out is kind of a play on too long. Didn't read. Exactly. T L D R PG. Yep. Yep. Um, it, I got the TLD part of it pretty quickly, but I was like, but why didn't he put the R there? Because I'm an idiot, and I didn't realize the R <laughs> is there with the PG.
1: Uh, if it was a snake, it would have bit you, right? It, I would yeah.
0: be so dead. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So the whole point, and it's obvious from like, uh, you and I know each other uh, from the Morkborg space. Yep. yep. Uh, you drew the horrifying... A serif.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, for more like convenience a, a, Like a centipede thing that flew with like flying flaming wings or something like that. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty nasty, pretty gnarly.
0: It was a beautiful it, and it's really funny. I'll tell you. Artists don't think about this the way non-artists do. You'll send a picture to someone, like, hey, is this basic idea working out? Oh, are you still there, Billy? Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Sorry. So artists no. don't think about it the same way. as you'll, other you'll
0: send a basic idea to a person and like, hey, is this cool? Yeah. And we can't see what you see it going to turn into. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This is like, not really. <laughs> 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 Were you thinking about finishing the
1: picture? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I know. I, I gave you a mini heart attack because I showed you a clean sketch and you thought it was the final. I did. And I you're totally like, did. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, that's on me for not explaining it more clearly, you know?
0: I work but, with artists all the time. Like, I should yeah.
1: know better. Um, well, you are the guy who didn't see the R staring you in the face, so... <sighs> Yeah, it happens. I'm a writer, not uh, not a design guy. Well, Uh you know what? It's funny because it's like um, uh, there was this quote from Michelangelo, and it's it's probably apocryphal, but he basically said something like to the effect of uh, when he's getting ready to start a sculpture, he said he chooses the block of stone based on how he sees the figure, and it's hiding inside the block, and he just needs to reveal it. So I think that. Um, it's a kind of a similar thing to what you're talking about right now. Is I can look at a scribble, and see the end result, you know. And you know, you show that to an art artist, and they think that's a scribble, you know. <laughs> which, and and to be fair, I sent you something that was much more than a scribble, but it was also not the final at all.
0: Right. Yeah. And so
1: and so, going from a clean sketch, which has all the details but none of the the cool shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Going from the clean sketch to the final, there was a big jump. Even though all of the information, all of the data was still there, I just had to kind of get in there and reveal the image as I saw. Sure. So I bring up
0: uh, Mark Borg and how we know each other because we got we we met in the space of kind of the OSR mm-hmm. minimalist rules yeah. Uh, community. Yeah, um, and obviously TLDR plays on that minimalist rules where you're really leaving most of um, the decision-making and the flavor up to the players.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, Okay, go for it. Was that a specific decision... Or was it a thought of like, well, I want to put something together, but I don't have the, the resources to write a full 365-page book?
1: No, no, actually, um, it was a specific design intention from the beginning. And uh, actually, when I very, very first started working on the idea that became TLD, I knew I wanted it to be as small as possible without feeling like a micro game. Mm-hmm. Um, And the, the first draft of the game fit on one eight and a half by 11 sheet, both sides. Mm-hmm. And so it was deliberately minimalist from the beginning and the way that I was able to um, achieve that kind of minimalist goal while still making it feel like it had some meat on the bones was to um, farm out a lot of the flavor to the players mm-hmm. because I, I, it's exactly like you said. It uh, my my design, design philosophy, at least for this game, is to provide a framework and a set of guidelines, and to basically say, "Here's the bumpers, there's the destination. You figure out how to get there."
0: That's about three more pieces of information than I like giving people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're
1: sadistic. I'm I'm just mean. So that's the difference.
0: So this is uh, we talked about this earlier. This is your first project yeah. uh, that yeah. is whole cloth yours. Yeah, where you've done the writing, the design, yeah. uh, the art. Which obviously, I, I'm I'm guessing the art was like your happy, comfortable place.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And then, but you're also doing the layout. Uh, you're doing the well, print stuff, the fulfillment, all of that crap.
1: Um, I do have a, I do have my regular game group, and they're my playtesters, first of all, mm-hmm. which I, I could not have this game without them. Of course. Um, but also, uh, they're helping with layout and things like that. Oh, that's um, nice. But nine out of ten jobs, nine out of ten hats are on my head. Sure. Um, I was originally going to do the layout, and then one of the guys in the group, he was just like, Dude, I'll do it for you for free. Just give it to me. You know, nice. just, just give me the give me the stuff I need. And I'm like, thank you so much, you know, because it's it's gonna look a lot better now. So
0: I I yeah. have a layout person, mm-hmm. but she is a novel layout person. Oh gotcha. And she gotcha. does she does my game stuff, but yeah. it's a new category for her. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a Bubby Riding. Look, everyone out there, I want you to know that layout is a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And whatever layout artists are charging you, it is
1: worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, it's, I make pictures for a living and layout is hard for me. It's a nightmare. Even though I'm a visual person, I spend my whole day thinking about placement and proportions and composition. And layout is a whole other ballgame. And yeah, wh- whatever they're charging you, it's worth it. It's an investment in Usability.
0: Mm -hmm. is really the
1: thing, because a lot of people, they think layout is like choosing a font, you know, and moving around the title or something. It's really about usability for the reader. And there's so much that goes into, I mean, just typography, which is just one part of layout, Um, even just typography, knowing like um, using too much or too little, for instance, like doing bold here and italic there and, you know, like things like that underlined there, there's a certain amount of like juice you give certain things, just, you know, when you have like a widow or an orphan on your on your paragraph and it makes it just look off, when your rivers are all a mess, when your rag is a, is a mess, like this is all stuff that, that these layout people have to think and breathe and, and, you know, it's the difference between a product that is a joy to use or a product that is a headache to use. And for me, if I'm going to put a book out, I want it to be a joy to use that book because it, it should be fun to play my game. That's kind of my bottom line.
0: I, I mean, I think that so I have a lot to say. First, fun should always be king. Yeah, uh, yeah, I spend yeah. a lot of <laughs> time on gamer TikTok, uh, table TTRPG TikTok.
1: I just discovered that like two seconds ago, and I can't believe I didn't think of that.
0: It's it's fun. It well, okay. So I'm not. I I am not a like one of the people that like theory crafts for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. That that side of things I have no interest in. But it's impressive that people can do it. Uh-huh. But like, uh, there's several creators I follow who talk about like, you know, ways to make the game more fun. Uh, yeah. Tricks yeah. and puzzles and and philosophies for yeah. really empowering the players, and I love yeah. that kind of thing, uh, which I think minimalist systems really do well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, there was a point in uh, while we were playing your game, where my character, who was a blood mage, I had gotten I exactly what you're a. About. I, I exactly had gotten what you're about. a. <laughs> I got in a spell that would allow me to resurrect someone. It was a it was a simple resurrect spell. Yep. And it was yep. the idea was like, okay, if one of your party members dies, you can bring them back to life. Yep. But they're kind of zombified. Yeah. They actually we ran into, <laughs> we yeah. ran into skeletons, living skeletons that were attacking yeah. us. And I was like, Well, I'm gonna bring them back from the dead. And yeah. so I vomited, I drank some wine and then vomited yep. uh, flesh and blood and sinew onto them and brought it was them back amazing. to life.
1: It was, that was an amazing player moment. And I felt so much joy that my game was a part of that moment. And I was just like, <laughs> success. But yeah, yeah that, that's,
0: you can't get that kind of shit when, all of the spells yep. are super yep. defined.
1: Yep, yep. You know... That's the, um, that's the power of a minimalist system. Exactly. And, and that's the whole point of me making this game, is to just facilitate moments like that happening. Because, I mean, if... Some people, they like to spell out every single rule, and mm-hmm. I get why that's a thing, because there's a certain play style that kind of says... I want to be dropped in the middle of a world and not have to um figure out the minutiae i just want i want all the rules there in case i need them and then i'll just you know figure it out as i go and i'm like okay that's i guess that makes sense you know like there's some people who are interested by encumbrance rules Mm -hmm. and i'm like bro that's so boring to me (laughs) my game doesn't even have gold you know, I am not
0: in it if, for the like shopping list. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to go. Sh- I don't want to go fantasy shopping.
1: Some people love it, and I'm I like, know. hey, more more power to you. But for me, I'm like, that's not why I sit down and play role playing games. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, I mean, I think it's great that there's a a flavor for every player. You know, and yeah. the flavor that I'm going for with this game, and it, it's very easy to do in a minimalist rule set. Is, you know. I'm laying down the bare bones and if something is not spelled out for you, that's a feature of the system, not a bug. You guys just figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit of a fine line between making a game that feels um, minimalist and making a game that feels lacking. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of, uh, the the whole time I had to kind of walk this line and figure out like what can I lose and what do I have to keep in order for the game to feel like there's something there, you know? Because Absolutely. Otherwise it slips into like mini games or micro games or, you know, nano games, you call them what you want, depending on their size. But that's a whole other, a whole other arena that I was trying deliberately to stay out of mm-hmm. because, you know, they, they have their own purpose in, mm-hmm in game playing and game design. Mm-hmm. And that purpose just wasn't what I was trying to accomplish. So the whole OSR mindset of like, we're going to give you a, a framework. You're an adult, figure out the rest, and have fun while you're at it. You know, that that, that to me is is how I like to play. So that's how I design. So, it, you
0: know, it's interesting because yeah. you mentioned there's a, there's a flavor for every kind of player out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time we did randomly generated encounters, I had Joel Clark. On who designed uh, Lone Star Lone Wolf? Sorry, Lone Wolf Fist. And I think he said there are fifty pages of tables. He
1: <laughs> loves
0: like he yeah. loves like you said in Incuberance, and he was probably like pumping his fist like Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I want I, torches, I want resource yeah.
0: management rules. Oh I want oh to gosh. know how many grains of rice I had to use.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, how many arrows did you fire? And I'm like, "What? Come on. What I don't care about that stuff, you know? Like
0: like uh uh I'm reading the trophy uh from Gauntlet, the Trophy Dark Trophy Gold Rules. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have rules for managing your um ammo. And that yeah. makes sense because it's a survival game. Yeah. It's hard. yeah, Yep. But man, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, you mentioned know, micro games in, and in, nano games, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, cause there's games, uh, Korg came out recently from, yeah. uh, oh my God, uncle
1: or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his, his screen, his nom de plume, but I've worked I, with I think, him a couple I think of times. Caleb, uh, Caleb, 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 I think. there we go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and it, it's a cool game. Uh, yeah. super, looks really pretty. If micro games are cool. Nano games are cool. Oh dude. I've, I've, I've
1: already written several micro games.
0: I have one planned for later this year that I'm really excited about, but as you said, like I've I've managed to avoid this pretty well so far. Um, There are people in communities that are like, well, if it's not this and it's not good, yeah. It's like, man, all of these things can be good, yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes I need an no game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes
0: I want to sit down with a like chunky four hundred page rulebook uh-huh. and uh-huh. and like see how you decided to build out martial arts mechanics. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I want to now, see how you solved that. You know. Yeah. Now yeah.
0: personally, when I'm actually playing, I want something where it's like, okay, I want to explain the rules, explain the mechanical rules to me in the next five minutes
1: at yeah. most,
0: and let yeah. me play the game.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I think yeah.
0: I think uh TLDR P G uh You can deserves, just call
1: it TLD, honestly. That's usually what I say, TLD.
0: I'm so happy that I figured out what the R is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm So proud of myself. Don't take that from oh, me, Billy. That's
1: funny. Yeah, you you go, baby. You go. Uh
0: it fits that niche really nicely where um That was the aim, yeah. Thank You, you know. can you you just don't have To get way down um i i do a lot of teaching other people how to play rpgs yeah um because the truth is um my college group that i played with they've moved on with their lives mostly (laughs) to dallas (laughs) they're doing their own thing and so uh i'm having to teach like people who are horror authors how to play okay. games i'm doing okay. a am uh, doing a game with several people that have never played games before at a con later this year at killer con um that sounds fun it's gonna, gonna be like a lot of
1: fun yeah it's gonna be cool that sounds like a lot of fun
0: um but when you get a big chunky rule book that's a bar to entry yeah that is yep. almost yep. insurmountable for an adult
1: it's a bar for entry for experienced players let alone people oh, who are new sure. to the hobby so yeah and that's and and not only is it a bar to entry but from a design standpoint it just adds so much work to your plate by adding so much complexity mm-hmm. that it's like it's a different commitment level you know and it's like well do you want to spend the next like 2 to 3 years you know like figuring out 500 pages worth of mechanics yeah like go for it if you want to you know like that's that's you you do you mm-hmm. but it's you know and it's um i had a teacher a long time ago who said there's an ass for every seat and it's like no matter what kind of game you like there's something out there to serve you you know so mm-hmm. like what you like and you know let other people like what they like and just you know, everybody have fun you know like because like you're saying there's there's going to be times when i'm going to want a different flavor too you know like mm-hmm. when i When i go to the opera i wear a tux but when i go to walmart i wear my sweats you know like different things for different occasions so it's like um i go to target mostly so I i wear my nice sweats you know but um but yeah it's the the whole point of tld was to hit that medium spot where it's like whether you're experienced or new you can pick up this game and in like five minutes you get the gist of it and then you just start running with it you know and um I guess I should probably explain the system a little bit. uh, Well, let me say
0: one more thing, and then let's talk specifically about uh, TLD. I backed my first thing on Kickstarter. Oh, that's not my first thing. It's back in like 2012 at this point, a Mm -hmm. very, very long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And as soon as I found that, I was like, hey, this is how I could do an RPG. -hmm. And the game you backed, or you mean Kickstarter? No, like this is once I found Kickstarter and backed a game on Kickstarter. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I ever backed uh, back in 2013. Um, I realized, like, oh, this is a way I could make games. Yeah, yeah. Morkabeans from last year is the first thing I ever designed on Kickstarter and the first thing that's ever gone to print and is going out to people's hands. And the reason is because I didn't know about OSR before then. I didn't yeah. know that I didn't have to write a 400-page book. Because you were probably thinking of d and D. I I was thinking about d and was thinking about Shadowrun. Yeah. Every RPG book I had was giant. And then yeah. as I started getting more into the, and, the scene. And multiple
1: volumes. Oh, yeah. You know? They started
0: getting thinner and thinner until <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, this is an entire standalone game on 12 pages?
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Same. yeah. Same. So
0: I uh, just want to say, like, that's a huge. Uh, I don't want to take any money out of <clears throat> our pockets as mm-hmm. designers, mm-hmm. but I want more people designing games and designing yeah. cool shit for yeah. me to spend money on.
1: Yeah. With that in mind, tell us a little about TLD. All right. Um, I know we just kind of jumped right into it. uh so tld well for those who don't know me which is probably everyone because i'm not a (laughs) not a celebrity um i'm billy i make uh artwork for rpgs and then uh started messing around with designing my own stuff and we're just now wrapping up a kickstarter campaign so we've successfully funded and hit our stretch goal but if you're Uh,
0: watching this live
1: it is still live you can still donate right right now, right now right now and you know what every even a dollar helps mm. um i know like some people think that like oh it's fully funded my dollar doesn't matter whatever oh, man, it so actually much. does it really does mm-hmm. um so yeah you can go on kickstarter and check it out you can just type tld and that'll take you right to it um i've been doing a lot of work in the last couple of years in the rpg space um mostly with products that are in the kind of osr Morkborg, nsr sphere so um done a lot of kind of grungy splattery kind of work in the last couple of years
0: i'm actually going to pull your picture that you did for me over okay, here cool. of course it's yeah, so yeah. big uh yeah. compared to our overlay but give me a second yeah, stay yeah. with me audience go ahead and talk while i'm, <laughs> I'm making this yeah. small enough for people to see
1: um and if you want to check out my work uh, billyblueart.com is pretty easy to remember so just check that out and i'm active on like a lot of the facebook groups for you know, zines and RPGs and OSR mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, if you ever want to hit me up and ask a question or just chat, like seriously, feel free. I'm, I'm very approachable. Um, as far as the game, um, it definitely hits that that sweet spot for me of not over explaining things, um, but also not feeling like it's lacking. So I made TLDRPG, which is a play on words. It seems like only 50% of people pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a play on words because there's an internet acronym tldr which stands for too long didn't read and basically if you have a really long post or an article sometimes at the top they'll write tldr and then just like a brief one-line summary Mm -hmm. and it basically means if you don't want to read the whole thing here's a summary so my idea was this is kind of like my summary of the role-playing experience this is just the the bare bones that you need to kind of jump in and understand so um the the game uses d6 um, because it it tries to be approachable. I want it to be fun for new players and veteran players, and everyone has a d6, and it's not intimidating. You know, if you sit down and and you need to play a game, you're like, okay, this is a d20. Let me explain what it is. And here's a d4. Blah blah blah. You know, like you're already starting to lose people. It's that barrier to entry that we talked about. So I deliberately made it um, using d6, and I just happen to love. Chucking a big old handful of dice, so it's a dice pool system. Um, your dice pool goes up the stronger your character gets, basically. And then, uh, besides that, the system is built around the abilities that you choose for your character. Um, and there's a uh, a long list of abilities and many more waiting in the wings that I want to release as like a uh, continuation of the project if it does well. Um, but basically, you set your stats, you pick your abilities, and then you're off to the races. Um, And the abilities, I tried to make them, they're kind of the meat and potatoes of the system. So they have a lot of flavor to them. um, And they kind of, uh, they let you know what they're supposed to do. But the the style and the tone of the game, there's definitely a lot of wiggle room for, you know, improvisation. Because to me, the whole point of a role-playing game is collaborative, improvised storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't want to kind of betray any of those three things. I wanted it to be collaborative. So you have to work with the people at the table, including the GM. Um, it's improvised, obviously. You know, I don't want it to feel real roody. Um, storytelling is just the natural result of those two things. So my goal was mm-hmm. to have a bunch of friends make up a story on the spot, so that by the end of the night, you guys have a cool story to tell, and that's that's my goal and that's um, that's what I think that the game does well so if it sounds good to you go check it out so uh,
0: I want to poke out a few things real mm-hmm. quick mm-hmm. Uh, first abilities I brought up my character sheet from the game the other day uh, mm-hmm. my abilities were burn uh, which I used to pee fighter on a bat <laughs> sickly wind which i didn't use but i think you can all imagine how i would have since my two yeah. spells so far were vomiting and peeing yeah. um resurrect yeah. which was my <laughs> vomit a man skeleton out yeah uh, and blood pact which uh when an npc dies if they were bleeding i passively heal 1 hp yeah. and
1: whenever a pc dies i heal, you heal for too. 2 yeah um you've you've built like a necro build basically mm-hmm which is yeah. one of my go-to builds. Yeah, uh, usually for necro- like a fighter or a necro, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was
0: a ne- it was intended to be this kind of like dark necrotic blood mage, yeah, yeah, and I turned yeah. him into a wino, a very biological Perfect. wino. Perfect. Um, with, and that's one with of the cool things—a
1: beard with a majestic beard.
0: Yeah, with majestic. You gotta go, beard you gotta go robe.
1: watch the stream. It was really fun. He took some liberties with with the game, and that is 100 percent okay. That's in the keeping of the style of the game. It's, it's you make it your own and go check it out because it was a lot of fun to watch.
0: One thing mm. Ian always says after he builds us our pre-generated characters uh-huh. is because uh, our GM makes characters for everyone every week, um, basically crazy. working himself into the ground, uh-huh. is he always has kind of an idea of what this is going to be like. And then we just completely trash it and go a completely yeah. different yeah. direction. Um,
1: as is your responsibility. Yeah, as, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: torturing the GM is a time-honored uh tradition that I exactly I am exuberant at. Yeah. Um. The uh, I want to go back on this. We talked about playtesters, and your play group is your playtesters. Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Now, let me start. Have you given the game to other playtest groups that you don't know and said like, "Hey." Without me, without me touching, take yeah. this, play it, read it. Does it make sense? Can yes. it be played without you explaining it? Yes, it is kind of yes.
1: A... Yeah, I have, and I thought that was important because I wanted to get a. Uh, whenever you create anything, you know all the the backstory, and and you, without noticing it, you fill in all the gaps. Like you know what's supposed to be there, even if it's not actually there. So it's really important in any creative design process to hand it over to someone who knows nothing about it, Mm -hmm. to see what are the gaps, you know, what were you subconsciously like, like skipping over because you assumed it was either obvious or because it was so obvious to you, you just didn't think about it, but it's actually a hole in the design. Like, so yeah, I definitely have shown it around to a few people I trust, um, who are not like intimately involved in the design or playing process.
0: I recently gave odd gobs to a play group. Hmm. Uh, That's my project on Kickstarter right now. It looks really fun. Thank you. Uh, And he came back with like, Hey, uh, I think you should number these tables because when I'm looking at it, I obviously like that's numbered in my mind. And I just didn't think of it. Another example. uh, I, I wrote another game and I did not play test it with, with people I didn't know and i released it without any sort of initiative system okay. wow. uh it did not go <laughs> so, over well yeah
1: so people people crack open the game and they're like what yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I, you're over here like "Man,
0: yeah and i have games yeah. on my shelf cool games that like i see the gaps where they're like well you didn't play test this with someone yeah. you didn't know yeah, yeah, because you can tell. Yeah, this this right here is unplayable.
1: Yeah. It's cool, yeah. but it's cool. unplayable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's so true. If if you guys out there are designing anything, um, give it to someone who has never seen it, mm-hmm. and and you know what I would even recommend, give it to someone who's never seen it, and who is. Like in the same circle as you, you know, maybe if if it's a game, they play role playing games, they just haven't seen yours, but then also give it to someone who's never seen it and doesn't play role playing games because they're going to actually have a completely different perspective and they're going to have completely different um, feedback. And sometimes that's the most valuable feedback, you know? When I, when I, my advice, Billy, is have an editor who is not a
0: gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, this is for a few reasons. First, uh, you know, Billy, you and I, and people who are designing games, we are um, literate in games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when yeah. we see 2d6, we immediately know that's roll two six sided dice. Yep. My editor, amazing woman, has no fucking clue what 2d6 means. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, and that one I feel okay leaving in. That's people can figure that shit out. Yeah. But she catches those things that i take for granted yeah uh and if i'm making a game that isn't art punk that i want to be accessible i need to address those things
1: yeah for sure and it's funny because it sounds obvious when you think about it but a lot of us just don't think about it because we Mm -hmm. think we we think we're designing to an audience and then we mentally kind of put ourselves in that audience so in a way we're always creating for ourselves i think I and which is which is weird, but I think we do it without thinking about it, whether it's like making pictures or, you know, making words or making a game like we're we're doing this thing where we're the creator and the audience at the same time. So we're kind of pinging it and trying to like self-evaluate the whole time. But really, like it's it's like the least effective and thorough way you need <laughs> you need a pair of eyes that don't belong to you. To look this thing over because they will immediately catch something, and you're like, "I looked at that 50 times and I never thought of that," mm-hmm. you know. And they're gonna see it the first time, and that one change is gonna make your game so much more playable. That's true, um, and it's just gonna happen over and over every time you give it to someone, you know. So it's it's really valuable, highly well, recommended. Let's
0: talk about another aspect. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the rules. Mm-hmm. I have a slideshow of your art going on Beneath Me on oh, the okay. stream.
1: Uh, I can only that, see us. Is it, is it down below?
0: It's Beneath Me. You're big, yeah. I'm little, and your art's Beneath Me. Um I feel like I'm still <laughs> <up. Ooh.
1: laughs>
0: um, When you say another pair of eyes, a picture of a crow with an eye in its with an beak eyeball? popped up. Oh, that's perfect. So it was very good.
1: Yeah. Um, see, he knows the value of an extra eye.
0: <laughs> so, um, we... Got working together on Morkborg stuff, which is part of a movement within OSR called yep. Art Punk. Yeah, I love Art Punk. Yeah. Uh, yep. However, <laughs> you need to be very literate in TTRPGs in order yep. to play Art Punk games. Yeah, you need yeah. to be deep in it because uh, I I used Morkborg to teach people how to play games. Okay. Now I personally backed the like. Really nice, I think it's hardcover edition of TLD RPG. Yeah. So I can use that to teach people yeah. uh in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, but I can teach someone how to play any game. I know the language, I know yeah. how to translate it. Yeah. if you don't know RPGs and you pick up Markborg, you're fucked. You're lost,
1: yeah. No, yeah. there's no
0: there is yeah. a zero percent chance you'll know what's happening.
1: Yeah,
0: how how usable is TLD and how uh, how completely new user-friendly is it?
1: There's... Okay. I would say that it is just shy of completely newbie-friendly.
0: Okay. Um, and that's a
1: little bit by design. Mm-hmm. Because um, the the percentage of my audience, my buying audience, that has no idea what this is, is actually gonna be very small. The percentage cool. of people who buy my product who have some idea what it is, is going to be quite large, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm writing to those people. Okay. And then as I'm writing, I'm also giving nods to that that very small number of people who, you know, I don't want them to be lost. Um, and, you um, that takes the form of there's like a little glossary that I'm including, you know, Honest. of like just common terms like D6, you know, sure. Um, and then there's also sprinkled throughout because um, the the version I I had you guys work from was a little bit more bare bones,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: version that that I have it has like DM tips and things like that and gotcha. player tips. Yeah, and it's it's just to make sure that you don't get lost basically. And it's easy to not get lost because, you know, the the system is minimalist, but it's also like, hey, if you don't usually play these games, I still want you to feel welcome at my table. Cool. So I'm doing the amount I need in order to make you feel welcome here, you know? So, yeah.
0: I think that, uh, sorry, my wife just walked by in her uh, pajamas and I was like, oh. How dare
1: she? (laughs) You know, my wife, I was walking through the kitchen uh, uh, like a month ago and my wife reached out and like squeezed my butt and she goes, New Year, same me. (laughs) That's my Uh, job.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's if if my daughter was awake, she would be like slowly creeping on the screen. She's a complete ham. That's Um, funny.
1: Yeah, my son is the same way. I had so, to have my grandpa come over to watch him because otherwise he'd be like, "Hi." How old is your son? Uh, he's about to turn nine
0: in God like a, a week. So my daughter, my daughter is nine.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: so if you're ever in town, we can have the kids, you know, Definitely. wrestle, um, blood sport. Yeah. Uh, I ran my daughter through her first game of Markborg last week. No way. Yeah. That's yeah, so I, uh, fun. An did, adventure did like called. Uh, uh, the escape the Hand, which is a a deck of cards that i got off a uh, drive through rpg oh how cool so uh like i said we are in the last like i want to say 2 to 4 hours of this campaign right yeah. like it's yeah it is about to end so if you're wa- if you're catching this right now
1: go Run, don't
0: walk. go don't don't yeah. wait go go yeah. do the thing right now yeah
1: th- th- um, my dumb head will be here on youtube forever don't worry about it go yeah back yeah you yeah. yeah.
0: can catch yeah. us in a second yeah um but let's say that someone's just stumbling on this or they're listening to this in two weeks yeah are they going to be able to pre-order uh, are they going to be able to late back are they going to be able to get this after the fact
1: yes um, my plan is to order extra copies um, in case someone discovers the project too late I mean not not only in case but I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. That people, um, because the the people that initially buy your game, I view them all as like potential salesmen. Mm -hmm. So if they sit down at a table and they have three or four or five friends, I'm actually really trying to pitch to those three or four or five other people at the table. Mm -hmm. So I want them to go out and buy the books so that they can play the game, have fun with the game, enjoy the artwork because I'm packing a lot in there. And nice. also men maybe run their own games for their own friends. And, you know, that's how it goes. So Yeah, it's,
0: it's, uh, yeah. these things are viral, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Word of it, mouth none is of us, honestly
1: the only way it's going to survive, you know?
0: None so, of us have the budget of Wizards of the Coast, nor yeah. the poor decision-making skills. <laughs> um, <laughs> speak for <to> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, word of mouth is how these games yeah. spread. Uh yeah. um, didn't. Advertise it! Nope. It someone found it and said, "Holy shit! Look at this crazy thing!" And then it just up, yeah, it went viral,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and there's another reason it went viral, and that's third party content. Yes, the thing yes. that ma-
1: gives us a living, honestly. Yes. Like if we're being brutal about it, it's it's so it's so crazy because that move, that decision they made, it, it made their game explode in popularity. And at, like, an exponential rate, it was fast. Mm -hmm. Mort is not an old game. You know, it's a new kid on the block, but it is a beast. And it's it's because they allowed other people to jump in and and contribute to it, you know, which makes sense. Because now I have a thousand different people making things, which is that salesman effect, like I was talking about, Mm -hmm. that ripple effect. And not only that, but now that person who made that extra, even if it's, like, a pamphlet game, it's, you know, some kind of supplement... It's an ad out, it's an advertisement yeah. for Morkorg at this point. Not yeah. only is it an advertisement for Morkborg, but now that designer, that person now has a personal investment in Morkborg. Yeah. Which means they want Morkborg to succeed. You know, they want Morkborg to survive mm-hmm. and to grow because then that benefits their products that they're pumping out for it. You know, and, I and yeah.
0: I'm writing a story right now for uh i m I'm writing a Morkborg story because I'm writing a series of books. And I'm basing this one off a uh, adventure written by Rugos Khan, another creator okay. in the space. Great mm-hmm. artist. He did art for Morkabeans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about it. And he said, like, look, man, I'm going to be honest. Uh, both of us are making money off, like, Johan and Pella's work. And we're not giving them a dime. So I feel weird asking you to pay me uh, oh. to use this. Yeah. And we have an agreement. Like, no one's getting, like, we don't, I've yet to encounter anyone trying to screw anyone else yeah. uh, in this community, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, what about TLDR PG? Uh, still still has that new car smell. I'm um, so proud
1: of you. You're getting so good at it.
0: Are you going to, are you, do you feel like it has room for a third party license? Do you feel like it has room for other people to start creating content for it? Are you going to encourage that? Are you going to do it yourself? Are you going to start looking for other creators to work with you on other stuff?
1: I am 100% okay with, um, third party content. Um, in fact, to me, it would be a compliment because that means my game is enjoyed and growing and those are the two things that we all want for our art you know we want people to enjoy it and we want it to get popular so that we can keep making it so yeah if there's enough interest genuine interest that people have and they start coming up with their own stuff i would be thrilled you know and i have admittedly no idea that like logistically what that would entail on my end but um just conceptually yeah i would be 100 percent okay with that cool very i would i would love to have tld get popular enough where i could then keep putting out more things for it because i have so many ideas um whether it's like uh character classes which the game is classless by the way um Mm -hmm. but you when you pick your abilities you're kind of building a class Mm -hmm. like you picked a bunch of necrotic themed abilities which was completely your choice but in your head you kind of built a Mm semi-class around it and so one of my ideas is to release sets of abilities that kind of um, hint at classes, you know. Almost
0: so. like a Sky, the Skyrim system, where kind you can build of, whatever yeah. you want. not Skyrim, yeah. uh, Morrowind,
1: yeah, where yeah, you no, can build
0: whatever know. you want. But yeah. also, it gave you a list of like, well, if you wanted to play this kind of style, yeah. here's the things yeah. you could take for that. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: It's because my whole philosophy is uh to kind of put the um power in the hands of the players. Mm-hmm. So I want them to make those kind of decisions, which means, you know, that that requires me to give them all those options so that they can build those characters. Um I want to put the focus on the players instead of the characters in in the fact that I want to give the power to the players, you know. And it's like your uh your playthrough that you guys did and and Your character specifically was a really good example of that because um, every game has a spell, you know, called resurrect or Mm -hmm. something like it, you know, and it's, it's simple. You bring a guy back from the dead. He has a little bit of a negative penalty to his stats that you can read about. And then that's pretty much the gist of it. But you put the flavor in there. And that's exactly what I want the game to do. I want the game to say like, hey, make it your own, you know, like. Tomato, tomato, basically, you know, and whatever works at your table, like use it because that's going to make it fun at your table, you know. And when you come to my table, I'm going to have other things I do and we're all going to have fun. If I if I wanted you just to have no agency, I would just write a novel and say, read my novel. Hey, no. hey, now, hey, careful now. <laughs> no, Remember, no, no. That's
0: my bread and butter, baby.
1: Would, no, no, no. <laughs> because the novel there's unless you're writing a choose your own adventure novel. The player can't change the outcome of the story, no matter what they do. Right. And role-playing games is almost like a novel because there's storytelling, but you get to change the outcome of the story in real time. Mm -hmm. And so if I took all the agency away, I would basically just be telling people at my table, "Um, you can't do that. You need to play this way. You need to play that way. And I would basically be having them LARP my freaking novel right in front of me. That is yeah. a
0: DM style. I don't, <laughs> app- I do not, not one I approve of, but exactly. it is one I have played at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's like, you know what, if that makes you and your group happy, go for it. I, I, I would never stop you. But to me, that is not only not fun, but kind of counter to what role-playing games are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my, that's my take on it. So uh I was wrong. You have fifteen hours left
0: on your Kickstarter. So uh, I will try to get this video up to be shared around. Hopefully people can watch it. But uh tonight, yeah, especially. especially the foreign crowd. Uh I just want to cover real quick. First of all, you hit a stretch goal uh yeah. which added Michael Harmon as yeah, a guest yeah. artist. Yeah, now so some excited. of you some of you don't know who Michael Harmon is. And uh you should um, Michael Harmon is a, a great game designer, b a fantastic artist. C or three, whatever. Three C, uh, Michael Harmon did some of the original covers of the Illuminati RPG from Steve Jackson games back in the day. Like he's been, he is, he is a legit legend. Um, and it's very cool that he's, uh, dipping his quill into the ink for TLD. Um, There are three versions of the book. Uh, There's the PDF, the digital (laughs) version, the cheapest version. Uh, And again, even going as cheap as possible, donating a dollar is still helpful. Yep. Um, And the PDF is five bucks.
1: The PDF is five bucks. So if you want to try the game, but you just don't have much to invest, I get it, you know, we all got things going on. Five bucks, you know. You that's cheap that's cheaper game. than odd gods digital. Like
0: it's 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 cheaper is, than a lot
1: of them, yeah. $5 is nothing. It's a it's, great deal. Thank you. And it's because I legitimately want people to give the game a try and because I feel like I have something special and I have something fun here and I'm making this game so people can have fun with their friends, you know.
0: Now, if you want a physical copy, mm-hmm. it's only $15, which is extremely cheap for a cool full Standalone system, I said that right, right 15. Um, it, I don't have it in front of me, so I am just I'm trusting here. you. I'm trusting and that you. is a 50 page front to back, everything you need to play this game. Yep, yep. Now, let's say you're a little bit fancy, John. I'm a little bit fancy. Uh, the hardcover version is 70 pages, so it has expanded uh pre gen characters, bestiary, which I'm all about. The bestiary uh, yeah, has some yeah. adventure. A map lots of extra tables so like if you just want to play the game the the soft uh the soft cover book or the pdf absolutely will get you there if you want to support billy a little more and also have like like well i think that's 30 percent more book
1: also, ten dollars extra is not a whole lot of money yeah. to spend
0: so yeah um it's that
1: bar to entry we were talking about you know
0: I will I will post the link to this Kickstarter, uh, in the show notes. Even if it's over, I'm sure Billy will be like linking the pre order page uh, on yeah. the Kickstarter page, so you'll be yeah. able to find it there. Um, Billy, how can people find you and like chat at you and get at you, or you know maybe hire you for their next project?
1: Uh, well, the easiest way is through Facebook. Um, that's where I'm most active and. Honestly, that's just where the bulk of my clients are. So it's just the easiest way to chat with everyone. Um, I'm all over the RPG groups. Um, Just look up Billy Blue, you know, pretty easy to find. Um, Feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook Messenger. That's definitely the easiest way to get ahold of me. Um, But I'm on, you know, pretty much all the socials as Billy Blue or as billyblueart.com, all spelled out. So you can kind of get different, um, different, you know, versions of my social media presence, you know, depending on what you like. Um, I do do commissions. That's, you know, my main, uh, my main job in the RPG space. Uh, so check out my work. Uh, BillyBlueArt.com is my website. And, you know, let me know if you have any questions.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Billy. Uh, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Kaiju Poet. Uh, I'm active on Facebook too, but uh, I tend to hide a little bit there. I'd be a little, I'm a little more suspicious of people on Facebook uh, to be honest. Uh, but you can find us at WanmonCast. You can find all my socials there or you can find me at Linktree slash Kaiju Poet. Um We'll be back next week with another Mon Uh I can't think off the top of my head what we're playing but it will be cool and we're going to try to do these a little bit more often so if you want to hear more uh interesting creators talking about their projects about their process please let me know reach out to me either at kaiju poet or at Moncast on our twitter let me know who you would like to see on this uh on this show we'll try to get them on for you uh billy thank you so much again for joining us and Listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call War Randomly Generated <laughs> Encounters. I have been John Baldisberger speaking with Billy Blue, and uh, we will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>